Hey, what's up? How about this? Listeners, it's another episode of How About This, and we are continuing the summer of Slam. That is right. We have a great episode prepared for you today, handling and tackling one of the most legendary fight franchises of all time, Rocky. Jordan has a great pitch on this one, so put on the gloves. Let's fight. And now, introducing the How About This Summer of Slam! That is right, we are back here on a new episode of How About This, and we are continuing the summer of Slam! (laughs) Summer of Slam! (laughs) That's right, everyone out there in internet land, we are continuing our summer programming, and it has been a blast so far, as we have talked about some really bloodthirsty blood sports on this show so far, and it is, once again, Jordan Hugh, the greatest... Who has ever donned the red, white, and blue flag trunks? Talking about something very special today, sir. How are you? Yo, Mike, it's uh, it's real good to be sitting here with you. Uh, I'm sorry we got the poster messed up, but you're wearing the white trunks with the red stripe, I see. Sorry. Uh, uh. Yeah, well, you know what? It's, but it, don't have an existential crisis about it. I won't, but I definitely might go into a freezer and beat up some hanging cows. <laughs> you're going to beat your meat? Yeah, beat... Well, I get, Not yeah. on the air! Oh, well, hey, listen, listen, we try to... Whoa! <laughs> uh, how about this, listeners? You should know that after more than a year of being locked down and not being able to record in the same room, we are finally actually together in the yeah. same space. Yeah, it's really it. There's a there's a. It's a little. I don't want to say weird. It feels a little <laughs> it weird. Is weird. It, it is feels weird. like we're breaking the rules a little bit because I'm used to looking through a small little square and seeing like Jordan's whole office behind him and he's used to looking at the same square seeing my room behind me. <laughs> but now we're in the same room together for the first time doing this podcast in like a year and a half and it's been like 20 some odd episodes. So, yeah. so actually we're, we're currently in the kitchen of my apartment right now. Yes. So if, if there's ever any ambient noise of like, boats it's because i live like by a harbor so sorry about that in advance people like that hopefully you'll like the refreshing (laughs) and calming sounds of the uh the long island uh ocean or bay or whatever we're on yeah the bay the bay so (laughs) we're down by the bay but there are no watermelons growing so unfortunately it is uh it's a little upset upsetting especially since we're in the middle of the summer slam and nothing feels better than some oh yeah yeah, summer slam summer slam watermelon (laughs) which uh maybe we can brand those for next year yeah summer slam watermelons um on sale a year from today yes we'll put a little apparently if you put a twinge of salt on a fresh watermelon it tastes very nice someone made that up that's such bullshit i don't believe that for a second i'm gonna try it later yeah definitely yeah so we are talking about an old property today this is an old one yo adrian Adrian. (laughs) so yeah we're talking about so when we had this idea to do the Summer Slam, there were a bunch of ideas that we threw out right away. Yeah, this was one of the first this ones. This is one I of think. the first ones because I remember Jordan and this Jordan's going to lead the pitch on this one today. I remember Jordan saying to me when we started talking about 
different movies, games, TV shows, properties we're going to talk about. Yeah. So Jordan's like, I have a great, a great plan for Rocky. And Rocky's something that we're a little young for the heyday of the Rocky movies, but because we are the elder millennials, we definitely grew up with Rocky on TV almost constantly. I feel like anytime you would turn on like any cable TV network or channel or whatever, there's one of the 17 Rocky movies playing. Sure. So these are movies, the Rocky movies, or however you want to refer to them, the Rocky saga, I guess, at this point, because now I feel like there's been 14 fucking films. <laughs> these were movies that I watched with my dad. Yep. Like, straight up. Yep. And I, I, this is not a unique experience. I felt like, you know, most guys our age, so we're in our 30s, so our dads are like in their 60s and 70s, um, they sat you down because like for them, these were like the coolest movies ever. And like, you got to be a man and you got to watch Rocky. <laughs> it was like, it was a rite of passage of maildom to like sit down and watch all the Rocky films. But by quote unquote, all the Rocky films, I guess we really mean Rocky one through four. Rocky five is balls. Yeah. Rocky five is real bad. Um, and then the new movies are fine. The new movies are like, oh, it's Father's Day. Do you want to watch a new Rocky movie? And your dad's like, all right, put it on. No, this is bullshit. Yeah. Where's the other ones? <laughs> right. Exactly. Get, get out my old They just want to see Rocky one through four. Yeah. Everyone just wants to see the, the first selection of Rocky movies. It's the first four. When we refer to like the Rocky movies and anything that is really good about them, we mean the first four Rocky Rocky movies. Yeah, definitely. Starting Rocky Five and going through even the new stuff like Creedence, it's not that good. Rocky Five's the one when he's broke, right? Rocky Five, he's broke and he fights Tommy Gunn, yeah. his protege. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. Not good. But Rocky Rocky Four is the is the one is the Russia one. That's Rocky like Four the, is arguably the best of the Rocky movies, in my opinion. Yeah, it's cartoony, but that is the death of Apollo Creed. That's yeah. the fight against Ivan Drago. That's like for many people, sort of the what it was all leading to. Especially that's when Rocky is not only representing himself, he sort of represents in that moment America versus the Soviet Union yeah it's that whole 80s Cold yeah, War the, kind of aesthetic yeah it's the big Cold War thing yeah. yeah so that was like it was like that and the Miracle on Ice just got Americans <laughs> to their feet exactly in the 80s so Rocky's been with us forever like Jordan said my experience with the Rocky movies is incredibly similar yeah. it's kind of like the ultimate like dads of the f dads who were born in like the 50s and, and 60s kind of bonded with we children of the 1980s and maybe early 1990s that's how we bonded with our dads a lot over film yeah is we'd watch stuff like like rocky and i think almost always on tv like around july 4th for some reason rocky is like synonymous with like kind of the american dream um but the first rocky movie i believe came out in 1975 so yeah rocky rocky i'll, I'll read it directly off the interwebs rocky the american boxing film released in 1976 76. was the highest grossing movie of that year and was nominated for 10 academy awards and won three including best picture wow. and made its writer and lead actor sylvester stallone a star so this was the movie that launched stallone yeah so stallone wrote the film and that was like a big deal Right, which is honestly, looking back, incomprehensible to me because, yeah. and I know he's an actor, obviously, but like this guy Rocky seems like such a fucking lunkhead because yeah. that is the character that you're like, wait, this lunkhead, the actor wrote this like, frankly, brilliant yeah. script Yeah, because that first movie is amazing. Very, very good. Yeah. And the thing with that first movie is that mm. it's it's very it's very different tonally from what you would eventually get to with the Rocky films. It is, and not to wax philosophical, because this is a fun show. Oh! Um, oh, yeah. But the first Rocky movie is not about winning the fight. The first Rocky movie is about getting the girl. Yeah. That is what Rocky is about. I'm 
people can fight with me about this, but you're, you're wrong. Yeah, he, he doesn't win the fight against Creed in the first movie, and that's kind of what is special about it. And he doesn't care that he hasn't no. won the fight. At the end, he's just screaming Adrian because that's what he wants. He wants her, and she runs down to the ring, and she's saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, this shy girl that he had to like pull out of her shell and into his life. That movie, yes, there's the simultaneous training going on with the, the wooing, the courting of Adrian, but the triumphant moment of that movie is having Adrian in his arms. It's not like holding a belt above his head. No, no. You know, that, that first movie is much more a, yes, underdog fight story, but much more of a love story. Rocky Two is more of a fight movie. Yeah, that's and, the fight and, movie. And that's the movie where, you know, he ultimately wins. That's the famous quote, Yo, Adrian, I won, comes from Rocky, Rocky Two. Rocky Two. It doesn't come from the first Rocky. It's like, we've got a little Friday the 13th situation going yeah, on. Yeah. Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees is not in the film, famously. Technically, he's technically in it at the very end as like a dead, well, he pops bloated, out of the lake, yeah. dead bloated corpse. Right. Out of the, yeah, but yeah. Our, our mask-wearing friend, which will be a different episode this October, um, <laughs> spoiler, um... Yeah, he doesn't show up till the second one. The famous line, yo, Adrian, I won. Rocky becoming heavyweight champion of the world is in Rocky 2. Yeah. Rocky, the first Rocky, is this really sentimental, yeah. underdog, working class hero story. Um, and also, it's so interesting because Apollo Creed is not the villain. No. He's really never the villain, honestly. No. Apollo Creed might be like the most likable... <laughs> "Quote unquote villain ever." In the first movie, he's not villainous. He's you know he's like a little pretentious and full of himself, but he he's not antagonistic towards Rocky. Well, yeah, and also like you're gonna get that out of a boxer. Like that's like kind of the personality. Oh, of if, if Apollo Creed didn't believe in himself being able to win a fight, he wouldn't like. If you're not a little cocky or a little, you right. know, like that, you you're not gonna be able to win fights in sure. general. And we we should acknowledge that Apollo Creed absolutely is based on Muhammad Ali. Of course, and that 100%. is that is who he's trying to emulate. So famously, that's part of like his showmanship. Yeah. Is to talk himself up but he's never in the movie being like oh rocky's a bum he's a terrible fighter i hate his family we'll get nasty opponents like that later in the series that's your clubber lang that's your yeah. ivan drago that's yeah. your tommy gun but apollo creed's actually like a, a gentleman it's yeah. just he happens to be really cocky and we're following you know this this underdog philadelphia lower middle class or or, or honestly poor yeah um guy as he's just trying to win this fight what I love so much about the first Rocky movie, too, is on the fight side, not on the love story side, is he's 10 years past his prime yeah. in the first movie. The first movie yeah. He's already 30 yeah. in the first movie. And he has this brilliant scene in Rocky 1, listeners, if, if you remember, where Mickey comes to him because he finally agrees to train him and be his manager— and Rocky tells him to fuck off. He says, yeah. I came to you for 10 years, yeah. and you never helped me. And Mickey leaves, and he's, it's really sad. And he hears Rocky just yelling up a storm up in the apartment about how, like, you could have helped me. You could have trained me. I came to you how many times? Now I'm going to get my head kicked in and all this stuff. And you really, like, feel for this guy. Rocky is it, the ultimate underdog story. And it's actually ingenious how in each new film, they had to, like, keep reinventing how he could be an underdog again. Yeah, each, especially each when, time. like, he had money and he was... Yeah, because yeah. when he starts to... When he, after he becomes heavyweight champion, like, he's got all this cash now, but they, they still want the audience to connect with him as a working-class hero. That's really important. Is that why you think they took everything away from him for Rocky Five? Yes, but it was, like, too late. It was, yeah. like, retroactively trying to add in some sentiment for someone yeah. that had become too big for his britches. They got it right eventually, but it was... Rocky Five's a real... That's a rough movie to watch. It's yeah. not good. No, it's not. And yeah, so I remember like always enjoying these movies and, and enjoying what they did with it. And it's one of those things where you, you, you don't really see it outside of the films much. I know they've done some other things. There, there are some 
there's a there's a Broadway musical. There uh, sure is. Also... <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that. I heard it was weird. <laughs> it's just it doesn't it doesn't scream it doesn't scream Broadway to me. Rocky. I don't know. Yeah. So the the Rocky musical is I think directed and possibly also conceived by Alex Timbers, yeah. who is like a theater personality, like superstar director who every show he touches turns to gold. But Rocky was just like, it was really cleverly staged, but like a big miss. Yeah. But yeah, not, not a good piece. Well, I feel like right now you're getting into that. Well, before the pandemic, you got into that whole, that whole mentality around theater was like, let's convert right popular films into stage musicals because it'll get people to come right. see it. So actually this this segues nicely into this. Um that is kind of what's happening in our culture right now yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the studio system in Hollywood or honestly the Broadway system in New York if they have lost faith in new properties because yeah. the ratio of new properties versus material that is either a revival or a sequel or a requel or something like that is far more in favor of the latter. They would much rather revive something or do a musical version of a well-known property or a sequel to a well-known property than just come up with a new movie or play. Yeah. And it's disheartening. Now, this will this will get us nicely into Rocky Balboa yeah. and into Creed and Creed 2. Those are films sort of of quality, but they're not of the same quality. Yeah. They feel really different. It's not that I feel like they, they missed the mark. I actually think Creed, in particular, yeah. is a really good movie. Really good movie. But Rocky Balboa is not. Yeah. And Creed 2 isn't really either. But they're just kind of cashing in on nostalgia. People yeah. just want to see these characters go out one, one last time. It's it's like, you know, it's, it's people want to get the nostalgia hit. They want to get that feeling or try to find the way to re- create the feeling that they had when they like first sat down and watched these so if the people who are making the creed movies now right so which is kind of the extension of rocky right the people who are making these movies now i know sylvester stallone is still heavily involved in it he is yeah he's still co-writing for the most part yeah too. which he's, is which he's, is good he's always had his hand on the steering wheel in some way for these films yeah because it's kind of you know it's, it's his, his baby it's, it's his character yeah. and i feel like it's a way to try to get kids who grew up like you said you know we want we would sit down and watch it with our dads as we got older maybe they were trying to pass that down to a new generation and you'd have these new generation of this new generation of fight movies yeah that you know these the, that younger parents now would pass down to their children at some point. So it's a weird situation. Uh, I think the Creed, the, you know, at least the first Creed movie is very good. I but feel it's, like it's diminishing returns, yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. I, yeah, my dad showed me the Rocky movies. Do you know which movies I'm going to show my son? The Rocky movies. Yeah. I'm not going to show them Creed. It's diminishing returns. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the newer films just, they're not as good. And eventually like, you know, you can show them Creed, but like, like showing them Creed without knowing who Rocky is is also kind of weird. That is a hugely good point. Yeah, yeah. Creed is good, but it still has to exist in the Rocky, Rocky universe yeah. to watch because if you have no idea who Apollo Creed is, yeah. you can't watch that film. You if you have no it. idea who Rocky is, you can't watch it. The good thing about that though is that that it could create a a new group of fans of the old films too. Totally That's true. that is the yes. good thing about that. The good thing about sequelizing something like Rocky is that it's not like an alternate weird universe. It's right. the same Rocky, and you can actually then it it will unearth the older movies. It's not like 
it's not like they rebooted Rocky with someone younger and 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 different, and were just like, right, hey, but all those old movies are kind of oh, there. That would be just terrible. A, a true Rocky remake, oh. I would spit on it. Rocky I, reboot, just, no just terrible. I like Creed. I actually think Creed mostly works because Michael B. Jordan is a really yes. exciting, dynamic performer, He's and you're very invested in his story, and he does something. Similar to Stallone, where it's just like, wow, I feel bad for this guy, and I want him to succeed, and I understand his flaws, and I fully embrace all of those things, and that is why Creed is really good. Unfortunately, it's also why Creed 2 is kind of bad. Creed 2 is the reheat of Rocky 4, yeah. where we bring back Ivan Drago, and then we have his son, Victor Drago, and then we have to have that fight again. It is just like, wow. Just like you just popped any leftovers you had into the microwave and said, here, enjoy. I love that when you're seeing it, I remember seeing the stuff there, and I'm like, so this is just like, it's like Superboy versus Lex Luthor Jr. It's like, yeah, it's got that it kind of just, feel to it. Yeah, It's like, come on. You couldn't, like, did you have to go, like, specifically, like, Drago and his son? You know, some people really like Creed 2. I just, I didn't think it was compelling anymore. And I didn't, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive to the characters or to the writers at all. I was just like, you know, keep in mind that Michael B. Jordan's character becomes Creed. I mean, he he's Creed by the end of the first film when he decides to take his father's name. Yeah. He wasn't raised by Apollo Creed, yeah. right? He didn't really know his father. He more knew of his father. Yeah. He's the offspring of an extramarital affair. Apollo Creed was not a huge presence in his life. So wanting to avenge his father's death by fighting his father's killer's son, it's just, it's too many degrees removed for me. It doesn't quite work. It's very, uh, it's very like, <laughs> it's almost like anime. Like, it yeah. feels like an anime thing. It You're, feels yes. like, it's like, oh, you fought my dad many years ago. Now I have to fight you. Yeah, frankly, it's a little, it's honestly like telenovela-esque. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. a little and bit. telenovelas are hell. <laughs> 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 so it, it, it's, it's a bit much for me. Again, great performances. I think Stallone is great. These movies are all imminently very watchable. Yeah, yeah. Even Rocky Balboa, my least favorite film of the whole series. Rocky versus Mason the Line Dixon. Ugh. Okay. Uh, my least favorite of the series. But they're all watchable. They're all very watchable, except for Rocky Five. I think Rocky Five is truly a bad film. So if you were to pick like a favorite of the Rocky movies, you're going to go four? Well, actually, I think the first Rocky movie is my favorite. Um, but I actually, I think I've seen Rocky Four the most. Yeah. And I think Rocky Three is a lot of fun, even though Clubber Lang is such a weird character. It. And it only works because Mr. T is just a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like, not the character Clubber Lang. I mean, Mr. Mr. T, T is a psychopath. Yeah. Like, still to this day. God bless you, Mr. T. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm very happy that Mr. T is still with us. Yeah, Clubber Lang is just like this big elemental performance. There's no subtlety. There's no nuance. It's just like he's just this fucking force of nature. You have to deal with him. You have to deal with Mick's death in the yeah. third movie as well. Yeah. It's, just, it's got this weird flavor to it, but you kind of love it. And then the fourth movie is just like this big red, white, and blue fucking cartoon. Yeah, it's it's, the, it's you know for, it's just it's not even Rocky versus Drago. It's Rocky. It's America versus the Soviet Union. Very thinly veiled. It might as well be chess. You know, I was gonna say, well, yeah, it's definitely very similar to chess. But I was also gonna say you might as well just be watching like GI Joe at that point because it's, it's very, very GI Joe. He's fucking much... training in the snowy wilderness. I'm like, oh my god, just come on. Yeah, it's just it's like you know what though. It's it's funny how we had a teacher in high school, Jordan and I, who said that. When that movie had come out, we didn't experience we didn't experience it because we what were, Rocky we, Four? Yeah, because we weren't you know. Yeah. So he said that he'd seen the movie in the theater, and when Drago, uh, Ivan Drago loses to Rocky, he said the entire theater stood up and cheered. Yeah. 
because that was like the era for it. That was the That's era right. for it. And it was just like this, yeah, it's a lot of 80s machismo, but it's one of those things where it was just like, at that point in time, there was no greater villain for the United States as a whole, based on whatever anyone's political opinions were, than the Soviet Union. Of course. That's reflected in all the movies of all that the era. Movies, yeah. To the point where the Russians are still the bad guys in pretty much everything. Yes, though not to get too political, we're yes. still having some issues. Oh, yeah, there yeah. are definitely still some <laughs> still some very, very deep-seated yeah, uh, sure. issues with um, certain folks that may or may not live in, uh, in Russia. But... He's listening right now. No, I'm going to kill you right yes. now. Oh, Just he's, let you... He's, he's got that... He's got this. that... That face, you know that face he does. He's like the. <laughs> I, I I can see the face, listeners, and it's very accurate. He's totally doing the face. Yeah. <laughs> now Mike's taking off his shirt, and oh my god, he's riding a bear. That, that's what you do. But you know, I am a big fan of Zangief the Red Cyclone. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're gonna love my pitch then. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talked about we talked about Rocky. So, do you have anything like else to add? Like what they've gotten wrong with Rocky, what they've gotten right with yeah, Rocky. Yeah, for sure. So the, the first thing I want to mention is just these are iconic films and even Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa, which aren't as good. Yeah. They're still iconic and yeah. people still watch them and enjoy them. So we're dealing with a property that like it has the same level of um, love and adoration as like the Godfather films yeah, have course, or something like that. You know, so this is a property that I'm not trying to improve. No. Uh, I acknowledge these are good movies. Well, it's kind of like when we talked about Mario Kart, right? We're yeah. like, you can't really improve upon Mario Kart much because it's like, like Rocky's like those, those Rocky movies, at least the very good ones. Right. Are like, and like you said, incredibly watchable. Yeah. We've done a lot of episodes about properties that are bad or properties that like where they missed the mark or missed opportunities. Rocky doesn't have a lot of those. The movies are good. They, yeah. They've actually, in my mind, they have totally explored everything they can do with the character. So yeah. actually I'm acknowledging that ahead of the pitch, ahead yeah. of any of that stuff is that's kind of where they've started to go wrong. Is that they've, is that they've changed the character? There's nothing else to say about Rocky Balboa. Yeah. His story is really told. I don't think there will be a Creed 3 that involves him. They're working um, on a Creed 3. I, I know, but it's... <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? Does Rocky... You know, is he going to go into the nursing home and start a boxing match in the nursing home? Um, and then have uh, hold fucking on. cripple it, fight? I don't know what's is, going on at this, that point. Is this your pitch? Are they <laughs> no. going to have a bunch of... Old, Man, I got a bunch yeah, of rewrites you better, now. better rewrite that because I think we're going to need a whole bunch of old fucking people fighting it. Sylvester Sloan versus Donald Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking old folks' home. No, Rocky gets almost everything right. And look, you're right. But that even though I was not physically in a movie theater cheering along with Rocky versus Ivan Drago, I certainly feel that yeah. watching these movies from home. When that bell rings, when these fights start in the films, you're in, yeah. man. And these movies also benefit from sports movie phenomena, right? Because it's part of that formula, too. You build the story of the underdog. You really amp up the story going into the match or the game. And then suddenly it becomes very dynamic and compelling to watch in a way that almost nothing else is. Sports movies are amazing for yeah. this because they get you emotionally invested in something that is essentially non-emotional. Yeah. And for me, I'm not a sports person. And in real life, I don't even really watch boxing. But... When it comes to Rocky movies, when it comes to movies like big baseball movies and things like that, I'm suddenly so into the game. You could not get me to look away. Even movies like Moneyball, Moneyball yeah. that are kind of about the business of the game rather than the game itself, I am totally invested. So I am hook, line, and sinker for a sports movie, and I think there is not a single sports movie franchise more compelling than the Rocky films. No, and I think that in general, our culture, with the Rocky movies especially, and I think that culture and even like the Academy loves a boxing movie like how yes. many boxing movies have been 
nominated oh, uh, a ton. for Best Pictures or, or something around And they're that. good. And they're good. No, they're true. So you got stuff like, obviously, Rocky. You got Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man Raging Man, Bull. Raging Bull yeah. um, uh, the Fighter. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of movies that they really do love a boxing movie. And I think it is because it's a very, I don't want to say easy, but it definitely... It's always the underdog story with yeah. the boxing movie. Nobody ever goes and watches a boxing movie to see the guy who's going to win, like, beat up the underdog. Like, everyone wants to see, you know, they want to see Rocky Balboa at least put up a fight, yeah. you know, against Apollo Creed. And even though Rocky loses, that's, like you said, it's not the point of the movie. Or, like, when you're going to see the fighter, right, and uh, whatever Mark Wahlberg's character's name is, it's like, you kind of want to see him do okay, even though his, <laughs> his brother is a total crackhead maniac. You know, that's just Christian Bale. Yeah, it's just Christian Bale. Actually, Christian Bale probably took actual crack to play yeah, the role. Yeah, he really got into it. So he's like, I'm a crack. I'm, I'm going to do crack. That's <laughs> actually, I heard for uh, Christian Bale for um, Gore the God Killer for Thor, he's actually just been going to churches and punching priests in the face. That seems yeah, accurate. Yeah. yeah. Well, for yeah. American Psycho, he killed like, what, hundreds of people? Yeah, hundreds of people. All, yeah. all while naked. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. naturally. Yeah. Well, anyway. hey, when you got abs like that. Yeah, I mean. Come on. Washboard abs, you can do what you want. Yeah, it's That's right. like a license to kill. Yeah. Washboard abs, you have washboard abs. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? If you have those, I don't even know what they're called. Like the, the lines. Gro- the groin go- lines. Oh, groin lines. I think they're groin lines. If you yeah. have fucking groin lines, you're allowed to just murder people. You know who has some groin lines? Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. In like all of 80, these movies. At like 80 years old, that guy's like, can, can probably still lift a house. But yeah, he, actually, wait, to c- comment on his body for a second. So he was obviously, you know, the movies correlate with Sylv- Sylvester Stallone's actual age in real yeah. life. Looking at him go from Rocky 1 to just Rocky 3 yeah. is unreal. Because in Rocky 1, he's like, I, I, I can't criticize. He looks great. But it's like a little puffy. puffy. Like There's like a little lack of definition. And then Rocky 3 is just like, he looks like an oiled up action figure. So, Rocky. We talked about, yeah, we talked about Stallone's, how important Stallone is. We talked about where they went with like Rocky Balboa and it was strange. We talked about, you know, the new movies of Michael B. Jordan and Creed and yeah. how they're kind, kind of, you know, continuing the legacy of this character even though, like you said, they're kind of don't really have much to do with Rocky as a character moving forward. So you're gonna lead the pitch on this one yeah. because I feel like you've done you've done you've done your work sure. on this. So so give me what you got, man. Sure. So how about this? Ooh, yeah. So my pitch, even though this is a film franchise, I am changing the media. I like uh, it. We're going to go with the medium of a, a video game. Ooh. So I, I do need to acknowledge Rocky video games uh, have been terrible to this yes. point. So these these exist. Uh, I think there is a, it's a Ubisoft game. Rocky Legends was probably the last Rocky yeah. game that made any kind of a splash. And in those games, you play as, I think you play as like one of four fighters from the movie. Um, certainly Rocky, but I think you can also choose to play as Apollo or Clubber or even Ivan Drago. And then you like just go fight other people or each other. Uh, and there's kind of a lack of interest there because yeah. after a while, it's just like, okay, you know, yeah. boxing, four guys, whatever. But I didn't think that I could pitch a film successfully because as I mentioned in, you know, just a moment ago, I think the idea of Rocky and his life and career are completely depleted. Yeah. Unless you're going to do a total reboot, which would be sacrilege. Awful. Or you can find something new and weird to do with Creed. The story's told, in my mind. So what I'd like to do is this. My pitch is for a video game that is going to be called Rocky Balboa's Title Fight. Ooh. Or I you like can even this. just refer to the game as Title, title Fight. fight. Mm-hmm. And the genesis for this game is going to be based off of Punch-Out. Yeah. But what I wanted to do is this. 
Again, this is another property that I've kind of based on this super fight idea of who would win against Rocky Balboa in a fight against, you know, blank, you know, so this is, this is that. So what I would like to do is I would like to take every boxer that has ever appeared in a film or a video game property... <laughs> And they are all going to be in Rocky Balboa's title fight. And yeah, it's going to be kind of Punch-Out-esque. What I want the beginning of this game to be like is, yeah, you can unlock playing as other people initially, but you're going to create your own fighter. Okay. Okay, so you'll create your own boxer, what they look like, all that stuff, and you can just kind of have fun with that. You'll pick like basically one of a set number of locations in America where you're going to kind of start off as the underdog in, you know, it could be Philadelphia, sure, but it could also be, I don't know, New York, L.A., Chicago, uh, Miami, one of the big, you know, metro centers in in the United States specifically, because, again, this is sort of an American property. It's it's Rocky Balboa. Rocky Rocky is an an American story. Right, and then you are going to uh, pick a champ. You're going to pick a world heavyweight champ, but you don't get to fight them right away. Yeah. You, you're basically, you're on that belt path. Yeah. Okay, towards the, the world championship. And waiting at the end of that path could be an Apollo Creed, it could be an Ivan Drago, but it could also be like Jack Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or it could be be a, a James Braddock from Cinderella Man, but it could also be like Balrog. Yes, from Street Fighter. <laughs> He's been in movies. He's been in he two has. movies. He's been in two movies, by the way. Street Fighter the movie, and the Chun Li movie that came out with uh, <laughs> what's her face, the the girl from Smallville. I think he was played by Michael Clark Duncan. Played, was he actually played Balrog in that movie in the Chun Li movie? I love that. Yeah. So there's a bunch of other like boxing films that I just enjoy that some of them are not that well known, but like Monroe Hutchin is Bing Rames' character from Undisputed. Oh, very cool, yeah. Uh, which is like a cool include or, yeah, you could include, I'm saying, Honey Roy Palmer from Digstown, which is a Lewis Gossett Jr. You could include, I would really love this, Maggie Fitzgerald from Million Dollar oh, Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think would be awesome. And of course, like all of the punch-out characters this could almost be like rocky balboa versus punch-outs so you could include like glass joe and you can include little mac and like all those characters king as well. hippo king hippo king hippo yeah i think i think would just be so much fun so i guess the idea is like sort of well what's the point the idea is that your fighter is the underdog and they are getting better and i would like the game to kind of try to tell us a story through the media yeah where you have the option to be like the kind of fighter you want to be right so i would like there to actually be essentially menus that pop up in terms of like how you're going to interact with the press how you're going to respond to them well yeah that's like a very what they call a visual novel type thing mm-hmm. if you're playing like a visual novel adventure game and you have to you know talk to people to get dialogue options so that you can unlock other parts of the game or you could do it like in an rpg where like a game like Mass Effect where you would get into a conversation with someone and you can choose a dialogue tree that will change how you're perceived by other people. Absolutely. So that is exactly the direction I would like to go in where you can actually essentially create a face or a heel box. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with that idea and kind of moving forward, remember you're starting off like Rocky in the first movie. You have no money. You have no manager, no real trainer. You're going to go find these people. Yeah. And I want to be able to use all the managers and the trainers from all the different movies, right? So I want Mickey in the movie. I want... You know, <laughs> I want crackhead brother from The Fighter. I want uh, Paul Giamatti's character from Cinderella Man. I want those guys around so that you can kind of choose. And you know what? The timeline is super soft. It is not set in any one period of time or anything like that. And I think it's just fun to basically put that together. So what actually needs to power that is a very detailed statistics sheet. Yeah. Right? Because 
what you eventually want to do is be able to make an online component. Yeah. Right, where you can take your very unique boxer online uh, and fight against other people's boxers, and their statistics should really matter, right? Have you trained up their strength? Have you trained up their footwork? Right? Is your character a southpaw? Something yeah. that's a huge deal in the Rocky films is that he is a left-handed fighter. Yeah. You know, th things like that. And then what you can actually do is you could actually have a really competitive tournament scene with these fighting games that is perhaps a little bit more disciplined and a little less cartoony but still fun than like a Street Fighter or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It know? seems like it's something that would be more technical. Right. But, you so know. The, what I'm trying to do is kind of trying to blend sports game athleticism, right? Esports games, like, you know, almost like, almost like the feeling of like a Madden or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. With this cartoony funnish nature of the Street Fighter. Games. Yeah, and you're not getting, to, you know, so far to the point with the cartooniness where like, oh, well, his fists are always on fire or something like right, that. But I think that could happen. Yeah, but like a little bit, but not like always. Right. Not. And then like bring in real fighters too. Mike Tyson should be in the game. Well, Evander well, Holyfield should be in the game. Mike Tyson is one of, still one of the hardest video game bosses in the history of go. video games. Right? So you should be able to fight those guys and be like, well, how does your, you know, that should be something you should be able to ask another player. Well, how does your guy do against Tyson? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, my guy's too slow for Tyson, yeah. right? Or my guy's good against Tyson, but he has a hard time taking a hit. Yeah. You know, so I, I think you should be able to train up stamina, train up those things. And your fighter's just always going to be different based yeah. on the body height you chose, the, the body type, your size, your natural attributes, things like that. And yeah, I, I just want you to feel like a personal connection to a fighter that you helped to create in much more a way than is just based on their visual image. Right, so it's not just that you made a character that has I don't know blonde hair and like a patch over one eye or something like that. Uh, it is that like yeah, but you can do that, <laughs> right? But it's like oh, I made a fast character who's got good footwork and a good right hook, and he's got three or four moves trained that I think he's really good at, and then he's weak in these other areas. This is what I have to watch out for. So it becomes kind of more of a technical display than yeah. just button jamming. And then you get you know? to a point where it's like, hey, you know, any fighter can beat any other fighter, but you literally have to know your character inside mm -hmm. and out. That's exactly it, and, and it's more it's less of knowing the your opponent right it's less of knowing like how good your opponent is and more of knowing how what your boxer can do or what your boxer has to do to adapt sure and this is very much in the spirit of the rocky films right yes. because rocky can't only try to overcome his opponent's strengths versus their weaknesses he has to know what his own strengths and weaknesses are right yeah like going up against another opponent you have to say like okay i, I see what their stat situation yeah. is this is where I'm weak. This is what I need to do to prepare to beat this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to focus on just body hits because I know going for their head is never going to work because they no. have a good guard position for their head, things like that. Yeah. So this is almost like, it's almost chess-like, yeah. you know, but it's very aggressive, very fast. It is a boxing game, ultimately, yeah. you know. Now, when you're going up through the ranks, would you do stuff where you're not fighting some of the more named characters where you have, like, little scrub fights that you could do for, like, money or stuff like that? Well, I think absolutely. Well, I think, you know, you know I'm a big story mode fan yeah, for course. any game I pitch. So I think it would be fun to just, like, every time you progress along the belt line, yeah. because the boxing season is long. Yeah. Right. Or you could sometimes even be waiting years for a fight against a particular opponent, especially if they've gotten hurt or they're yeah. traveling or whatever. So I think to gain notoriety, fame, money, special training, pick up different moves, different outfits, things like that, you should be able to accept side missions. And here's the important thing. Wacky, wacky exhibition matches, similar yeah. to like when Rocky goes up against Thunderlips, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> who should also be in the game. Do you of know what course, I mean? Of course. To be like, OK, I'm a boxing character, but I'm going to the Soviet Union to fight Zangief. You know, yeah, and, and then, for this, I get a guy in my corner who's a bear. Yeah, <laughs> rah, rah, rah. you know, because you should the be bear. You should be able, yeah, right. You should be able to take your corner men into the fights with you oh, online yeah, as of well. Course. You should. You should be able. Maybe they can. Maybe your your corner person 
can affect your stats, right? Maybe sure. Corner- and they should be able to do taunts and of stuff course, too. Like, yeah, like they curse <laughs> it out the other guy on the other side. It's like, yeah, you garbage. Um, no, I like that a lot. I like that whole that whole mentality a lot. Boxing games typically are typically outside of like Punch Out fall under the whole sports games, realm. right? Yeah, games they like are. Fight Night and stuff like that. And right. they're, they're ultimately super invested in just in the matches and the technicality and the different boxers. They're not as in, invested in the story, the growth of the character. Right. And ultimately, in the end, that's what Rocky's trying to do, right? The Rocky movies are telling a story about boxing. They're not showing you fights. That's right. You know, and the fights themselves tell stories as well. Yeah, and then I just wanted to introduce a couple of different game modes. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so the first mode would be the first mode would be what I would consider to be like cinematic mode or yeah. original cinematic mode, or even you call it like Rocky Saga mode, which is the look and feel of the game and the opponents you fight have the look of the first four Rocky movies. That's great. Right? So I even kind of wanted like a grainy VHS-ness to like the actual look of the game would be like cool. That. So like when you're watching somebody fight this fight, you're like, oh, it looks like a Rocky movie. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, you know, you don't want to get too uncanny value with it. Like, so it shouldn't look it shouldn't be Sylvester Stallone exactly, you know, but it, it has that look to it, right? And then I want to have, like, a new cinema mode where the fights look like a modern-day boxing match. It looks like Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, that's, but that's cool, though, because you almost pick, like, the era that you're fighting right. in. And because these Rocky movies take place in at least two different eras. It's, it's really two. It's yeah. the old era that ends with Rocky V and then the new era that starts with Rocky Balboa and ends yeah. with Creed Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, some kind of open cinema mode or game mode or whatever, and that's when you're fighting all your wacky opponents. That's yeah. when you're getting King Hippo in there. That's when you're getting everybody else. Yeah, no, I like all that stuff. I like fighting the... Um, I like the strange stuff. But no, this is really cool. I think it, it does something for the brand that I think people would really like. Especially because, you know, we've seen a lot of Rocky, right? We've seen a lot of Rocky over the years. And sure. People love a boxing story. People love a boxing game. It definitely hits a lot of those same highs that you would get. And a lot of those same, it gets into a lot of that the headspace that you would see in like a lot of wrestling games. And why people like them so much because you create your own character. That character is how you operate. You go through their career. Right. You get to do all these different special matches and stuff. You get to fight all these, you know, legends, right? So it's really cool to see that, and I actually I think it's a really a really fun fun way to go about it. A fun way to 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 not, you know you're not in, you're not changing Rocky, but you're giving it something else other than this collection of movies. Right, and it kind of solves two problems. It it creates you know again if the gameplay was good enough. I'm not a designer myself, but like if the gameplay is good enough, it finally gives us a good boxing video game that isn't Punch Out. Yep. That yep. has maybe a little bit more science and technique to it. Yep. Right. And then two, it finally gives us a good Rocky video game because Which there has not been one. They don't exist. Yeah. So. Dude, that's great, man. I like that. Yeah. Thanks, I like man. it a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yo, yeah. you like you like my game, <laughs> Mike. I do. Yo. I do. <laughs> yo, Adrian. I need to talk about this character voice for a second. I know that Sylvester Stallone sounds a bit like this naturally, but... I don't know what he was going for with the Rocky voice. It is truly something else. And if you're in the wrong company, it sounds offensive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. But I I appreciate that he has fully committed to it. I did notice, and I have to say, watching the films again, he did walk it back a little bit after the first two-ish movies. They probably said something to him. I think he... Yeah. I don't know. I know that Stallone has, like, 
you know, he's got like a speech. He impediment. has a speech impediment based on, I think, his mouth shape. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah he has yeah. some kind of like slight deformity or something like that. And again, what's so funny is that Sylvester Stallone is probably one of the smarter yeah. action stars. Yeah. If not the smartest, frankly, yeah. I, I give the edge to Cruz. But yeah. Um, yeah, he's a terrific writer well, as well. Cruise, yeah. Cruz does run a cult. I mean. Right. Well, Tom Cruise is basically the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. But Sylvester Stallone, because of that voice, I feel like people have always underestimated him. And then he incorporates that into the art because by those later Rocky films, Sorry, actually, correction. Even from the first Rocky film, people are constantly underestimating him because he sounds unintelligent. Yeah. So... I think that's something that Sylvester Stallone probably experienced, like in life. Oh, definitely. They probably thought he was just some, like you said, like bunkhead kind a thug. of yeah. thug. Yeah, he comes yeah. off thuggish. I mean, yeah. even in the first Rocky movie, that's how he starts. He starts. He's off as a, cl- a collector a for Gaza. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's a guy that breaks your thumbs. Did you break his thumbs? Yeah. No, man, I didn't break his thumbs. <laughs> Too good. He gets laid off. You know. <laughs> Let me worry about that. I told you to break his thumbs. But, dude, that was a great pitch. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thanks, man. I I would love to play this game. Hopefully, they make it. E3 is right around the corner, so you never know. Absolutely. What's going to happen? If it comes out this week that, you know, there's a new Rocky game, I'm just going to send you a letter. I'm going the full Mike Tyson belt. I'm taking fucking Ivan Drago to the end, baby. Awesome. (laughs) Drago would fight like Sagat. One punch would be half the screen. I I love that. I love that. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. Or Thunderlips, which is fucking great. Yeah, too. because in, in the true spirit of the Summer of Slam. Of course, Hulk Hogan is going to be in a lot of stuff. Either Hulk Hogan or the Macho Man. The image of Hulk Hogan lifting Sylvester Stallone above his head and body slamming him. As a kid, it gave me no end of delight. Just because, one, Hulk Hogan in a fucking Rocky movie, like every kid's wet dream. But also, I don't know if I had ever conceived how big Hulk Hogan is. Because that's the thing when you watch pro wrestling is like, they're all big, so you don't have a sense of perspective, really. Yeah. Because they're in the ring together, and it's a guy like Hogan and a guy like Randy Savage together, and Hogan's a little bit bigger, and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, those two guys are about the same size. And then you see Hulk Hogan next to like a regular size person, and you're like, uh, oh. Oh, yeah, he's huge. Right? So when you see him like lifting Sylvester Stallone over his head like he's nothing, and like throwing him, you're like, oh, my God. Well, one, I didn't realize that Sylvester Stallone was actually a little on the smaller side, which, yeah. he, which he is. Yeah. But just the size of Hulk Hogan is, is just so intimidating. Actually, I mean, he's got those even when Carl Weathers was fighting Sylvester Stallone, so Apollo Creed against Stallone famously in the first two movies, like I always was kind of like, oh, wow, Apollo Creed is much bigger than Sylvester Stallone. But then you see Carl Weathers next to Drago, and you're like, oh, never mind. He's, yeah. a, he's actually not that big either. No, no, no. But in, in those, yeah, but that that's just how they shot it, too. Yeah. You know, they shot it, too, to make Rocky probably look more... Uh, diminutive than sure. he, he normally is. That does become important in the films that Rocky's a little small yeah. for a heavyweight, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I think he's like 190 pounds in the which first is, movie or small. whatever, which is small for a heavyweight. Mm. And then like he takes more weight off depending yeah. on who he's uh, fighting. It's actually, there's there's kind of a big deal in the first Rocky movie that he's, I think, 20 pounds lighter yeah. than Creed. And some of that is just because Mickey wants him to get faster. Famously, Greasy Fast Speed by Rocky Three when he's going up against Clubber Lang. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got you to get that, that speed in there. That's it. That's it. But, dude, I, thought, I love the <laughs> Got to run on the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the 80s, man. It's just... It's... Run on the beach and play in the surf with your gay gay friend. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Like, come on. It was very... It was very I liked it. It's a, it's, a cute, it's a cute moment. Yeah, it's a good moment between them. Yeah. Uh, we enjoyed that very much. Yes. Will you run on the beach with me, Mike, and play in the surf? Uh, maybe. Nice. Depend, it depends on the day. Today. It's a little cold out for the beach. Damn it. Yeah, maybe. But I, I have my American flag shorts. Oh, man. All I got, I got go. the white trunks with the red trim. All right. Well, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the 
Summer of Slam! Summer of Slam! <laughs> Season of How About This. Uh, we had a great time talking about Rocky today. We will be back next week with yet another episode. But once again, I have to thank the championship belt holder himself, Mr. Jordan Hugh. Thank and you. thank you to our very own Italian stallion, Mike oh, Staub. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you for that. And we will catch you real, real soon. And thank you, How About This listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Summer of Slam where Jordan and I talked about Rocky. It's been such a blast this summer so far, and we're only three episodes in, so it's going to get even wackier and stranger and more fun in the near future. In the meantime, while you're enjoying these episodes, please give us a review. Please give us a rating. Please share us with your friends. Write something. Anytime you do something like that, it increases the show's visibility. And it just gets more people like you into it and more people into the hypothetical with us as we go on these deep dives through these amazing franchises. You can follow us on Instagram at HowAboutThisPod. And you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash how about this pod? And once again, for Jordan Hugh, I'm Mike Staub, and have a wonderful day. <laughs>